On the show today, we're talking about creating practices to set up a positive mindset, deciding who you're going to be, and how to create your personal brand that carries over into your professional life. Grab a pen. This is a masterclass. Stay with me. Come on, let's dive in. Hey there, you're listening to the Living a Limitless Life podcast. I'm Sharon Hughes, and on this show, we talk about mastering your mindset, growing your faith, and becoming the leader you want to be with tips, strategies, and interviews to help you create a life you love. I'm really glad you're here. So come on, let's go. On the show today is John Golden. He's the publisher and executive editor at Sales Pop Magazine. He's the chief strategist for Pipeliner CRM. He's an author, a motivator. Welcome to the show, John. Yeah, thank you, Sharon. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so glad you could come on. And you've got some great content to bring to the audience today. I'm excited. Excellent. Yeah. So um, some of the things that I wanted to talk today about, Sharon, is we live in this very strange world. I think you'll agree today where there are we are bombarded like nonstop with so many different influences mm-hmm. uh, and not all of them positive. In fact, I would say probably 90 percent of them not that positive whether it's coming from the news or social media or whatever, uh, that you have to be way more conscious today about what you're allowing into your universe, if you like, because if you want to be successful, if you want to set yourself up for success, if you want to make a contribution, you have to be really careful about the inputs that you let into into your brain on a daily basis. I completely agree. All right, you guys, you need to grab a notepad and a pen because I have the feeling that John's just about to bring a masterclass on. (laughs) So, John, when you talk about controlling your environment, what are some ways that we can actually control our environment? Yeah, so so here's the thing, Sharon. Right, is uh, when you get, when you get up, when you wake up in the morning, right? How the the first things you do can have a huge impact on how your day is going to unfold. So what is what is what do most people do when they wake up in the morning? Now they don't even really turn over and say hi to whoever may be beside them, whether it's <laughs> <laughs> whether that's it's, brutal. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do they do? Reach for their phone, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what and what do you tend to do first? Maybe maybe you're a news junkie, so maybe you immediately go on to your favorite news site, which is going to feed you some confirmation bias and some something that gets you riled up because that's the way the news is designed. So whichever side of the political spectrum you're on, it doesn't really matter. The news is designed to provoke a reaction today. It's not, it's not designed to inform. It's designed to provoke a reaction. So there you go. Your first, your, first part, your first moment of the day may actually be a negative one because you get all riled up over something you read on the news right? Mm-hmm. And second off, or you may jump onto Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And, and we're great, as you know, we are great at taking a snapshot of somebody, like a picture of somebody, and then building out the wonderful life that they have mm-hmm. that surrounds it, that may or may not be true. But sometimes it then, it, it, you end up sort of feeling not so great in comparison. And it's not their fault, particularly. It's not the other person's fault, particularly. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. But but we have a tendency to compare ourselves. So there you go. So first thing in the morning, you have already 
set yourself up in a pretty negative mind space, right? You've gotten mm-hmm. annoyed by the news. You have you know, felt inadequate by comparison. Mm-hmm. So how is that going to help you be positive throughout the day and to achieve things? It's, it's not. You've already started off you know, badly. You know, they say, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Well, I would say, you know, your mental breakfast is one of the most important meals of the day. So really make sure what you're, what you're consuming first thing. So maybe start to think about how can I adjust my morning routine to do something that puts me in a more positive mind space? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. So do you practice this every day? I'm guessing that you do. Uh, yeah, I do. What I try to do every day is to think about uh, is is when I get up is to put those things aside because you can look at them later. And I always say, right. you know, th- th- yeah, stay informed of the news. But to be honest, if a meteor is heading towards your neighborhood, somebody will probably tell you. <laughs> yeah, neighbors will probably run and say, "Do you know about the meteor?" So you can you can live without it. So I think then first thing in the morning is to do something, whether it's. Whether it's exercise, whether it's just you know spending, I mean, if meditation, if that's what you, if that's what you're into, but even just mm-hmm. spending a few moments, just uh, celebrating the blessings that you have in your life, and I don't even mean that from a religious point of view. I mean, mm-hmm. we're most of most of us are are blessed with the kind of lives that we live, and we tend to not realize that. Mm-hmm. I think I think somebody uh, I read the statistic recently that if you earn more than thirty thousand dollars even in the u.s it puts you in the top 10 percent in the world right mm, interesting. Now, if you're, yeah so you are actually right up there i mean, could even be the top one percent i can't remember the exact statistic so you have so much you have so much to be grateful for but we always tend to look at what we don't have as opposed to what we do have so i think if you start off the day just looking around you and being grateful for the things that you do have it'll put you in a much better space to go forth in your day yeah i love that I love that. And I agree that the news isn't going anywhere and it's just a constant cycle of, it is. of information just being, re, they just re-throw it up on us yeah. 10 and different like ways. I, <laughs> and, like I said, and like I said, it's actually designed today to provoke a reaction. It's not designed mm-hmm. to inform. That's why the majority of new news you see on, on cable or whatever throughout the day with all these talking heads, that, that's not news, that's opinion. And right. it's opinion that's designed to, to, to provoke a reaction. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I really love what you said about starting off with just being grateful. I'll never forget, um, this was years ago. It was after one of the, the really bad hurricanes came through and Tide had a commercial where they were showing that they were rolling these you know gigantic semi-trucks that were equipped with washing machines and going into those communities and doing laundry for people. Uh-huh. And I had that aha moment of like, wow, we even can take doing laundry, which is a chore mm-hmm. for such granted, but to somebody that's been devastated to have a fresh set of clothes to put on, that's a game changer for them. Yes, absolutely. And so what you've just outlined there, as you said, is you've taken something that most people go, Ugh, laundry, hate that, into yeah. Wow, laundry as a service. What that's 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 phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, making an impact on making an impact on someone's life. And there's mm-hmm. another interesting thing, Sharon, is I read this in psychology today that something like 68 percent of our self talk on a daily basis is negative. 
right? Mm-hmm. So we're already, uh, on a daily basis, we already are set up to negatively talk to ourselves you know, uh, two-thirds of the time almost, right? And, and therefore, anything you can do to change that mindset and to start being kinder to yourself, to start talking more positively to yourself mm-hmm. and to believing more in yourself, is all that will, that will then spread out around you and it will make you more successful. Oh, I totally agree with you. And who doesn't want more success, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. what we're all about. We want to be successful. But in all areas, not just monetary success. Sure. People look at it like, oh, I'm not successful unless I have X amount of dollars in the bank. So, yeah. and, and, that's so and that's so not true because, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want, we all like nice things and I think that's fine. And everybody likes to have, uh, to have as much money as they, as they can. And, and, and I support go out and earn as much money as you can. But then look at, look at the world, as I said, that we're surrounded, uh, mm-hmm. that we're surrounded with today. There's so many problems. There's so many things going on that if you can be, if you can be the best, you know, partner to whoever you, your spouse, whatever it is you're with, the best partner, the best parent you can be. Mm-hmm. And the best person in your small community around you, you have already made a massive, you're making a massive contribution to the world far beyond going on big demonstrations or pontificating about some global issue that you have absolutely no impact. You can, you can have absolutely no impact on, but it feels good to sit around and talk about these big issues. But if you really focus on the things that are in your control, the, su- the contribution and the success that you can have in your relationships, in being the best parent you can be, and in just being a good member of the community, if everybody did that, think about the, the, the ripple effect that that would have. Oh boy, I think we need to start a campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's so true. It's so true. Just such small little things can cause such a gigantic shift. Yeah. I love but that. we but we become so uh, it be, we become so consumed with these macro issues, right? Mm-hmm. These huge global macro issues. And our only real contribution to them is just talking ad nauseum with people who agree with us about the same issue and actually having zero impact on it. So I think one of the things about controlling your environment is look on look at the things around you that you can actually impact. Mm-hmm. And, and if you just even focused a little bit of your time on the things that you can impact as opposed to the things that you can't impact and mm-hmm. probably you know, stop talking about them for a while, it'd be good because there's a lot of noise out there anyway. But focus on the things that you can really have an impact on that are within your control. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think what comes from that is that's very empowering because now you start to feel like, yes, actually, I can see the results of what I'm doing here. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like that on the personal level, you know, mm-hmm. just influencing your family, your, your community. What about in the corporate environment? Yeah. What are some ways that we could be that that positive influence to shift maybe culture in the workplace? Yeah, and I think that's a that's another that's another great example because again, sometimes sometimes you know, work is hard. Okay, I mean it's a four letter word for a reason. Right? It, is. <laughs> it is, and it's hard, and it, and it and you're and it's not going to be enjoyable all the time. I think that's a, that's one of these myths that has been put out there in recent times about oh you you should enjoy your work. You should be passionate about it and enjoy it. Yes, you should be passionate and enjoy what you're trying to achieve. How you get there isn't always enjoyable, right? And it's, and it's unrealistic to think uh, that every part of the process is going to be enjoyable. So I think that's part of it is that you have to, in a work environment, you have to stay focused 
on the results and realize that results bring the you know bring the bring the pleasure the reward and that sometimes getting there is hard and people can very easily drift into negativity when the going gets tough Mm -hmm. and therefore i think that is when you can really impact an organization from a corporate point of view is if you can help people stay focused on the goal when the going gets tough and also to realize that yes there will be times when things are tough but instead of starting a pity party right is you kind of refocus and and i I saw this uh this quote the other day you know the only time you should look back is to see how far you've come Mm -hmm. and i think that's an important thing in a corporate sense when the going gets tough is to just take a quick look back and say look how far we have progressed yes there are obstacles in front of us but look where we want to get to and what's going to happen when we get there so let's refocus on that as opposed to getting uh focusing all the things that are going wrong because human nature we love to focus on you know we can come up with 50 things that aren't going right that are going wrong right now and uh but if we focus on some of the things that are going right and refocus that i think you can have a massive massive impact and to be honest these are things that you know, I've learned, uh, I've learned firsthand, you know, there was a, early in my career, I used to love to sit around and find everything that was wrong. And it's great. And you'll find plenty of people who will meet you in the break room to discuss everything that's wrong with the company, right? And everything that's wrong with the project and everybody else hasn't a clue what they're doing and all of that. So that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, misery loves company, right? Right. Uh, the real, the real leader, and, and when I mean by leader, I mean even as a per, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're in a leadership position or not. The real leadership quality is the one that figures out what's going well, uh, keeps the positivity, keeps focused on the results, and tries to lift everybody up when things are going hard. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that goes right hand in hand with the book that you wrote, Building Your Brand of Gold. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in business, whether you're a salesperson or whatever, your brand is, is now very important. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have taken that only as thinking, you know, your digital brand, your online mm-hmm. brand, like get your LinkedIn profile updated. But the more I, and the more I uh, dug into it, the more I thought, no, actually, there, there are more elements to, to building your brand than mm-hmm. just your, your, digital, your digital brand. You know, for instance, your digital brand, as I say, is one of, the, one of the key parts that is important, but it's not the only one. And I think what you need to do is you need to, first of all, uh, go and take a look at yourself online, right? Maybe mm-hmm. actually search yourself and go and say, <laughs> and say, okay, if a client or a prospect was to research me, which they will, Right. What are they going to find out about me? Are they going to see that I've written some ebooks and I seem to know what I'm talking about, so I'm credentialing myself? Or are they going to find that my Facebook page is public and I'm hanging off the, you know, the front of a boat you know, with a beer in my hand on Cabo or something? Yeah? Right. So you've got to ask yourself, what do you want to project out there? So it's really important that you, that you understand what your digital image uh, what what that promotes and also realize that people are going to be researching you behind the scenes as well so what is your network you know the people the people who you're connected to on LinkedIn what are they actually going to say about you mm-hmm. um, so these are things that you have to really um, uh, be careful of 
And the other thing is this fake news is also is don't don't mm. em, don't embellish or pretend to be something you're not online because mm-hmm. that's a real temptation. And I've seen that creeping in more and more where where people are kind of dressing up and embellishing and presenting themselves as, as somebody who they're really not. And I just think that's the completely wrong strategy is be authentic and honest. Uh, you'd be surprised how much you have to offer, how much you have to offer. You don't need to dress it up. Uh, you just need to be authentic and honest about, you know, what you, who you are, what you've done and what you can bring. And then I think the next step is, and this is a, this, this, a lot of people may disagree with me on this, okay? But we okay. live in such, this is, this is when, so when you move out of the digital realm and you start to make connections with people, even if, even if it's an email connection or a LinkedIn email or whatever, is uh, I, the, the, the informality that has crept into our culture, it's like everybody's abbreviated, everybody's like, hey, Sharon, I've never met you before, but I'm going to say hey to you, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think that is, I just think that, you will never get docked points for being polite and formal, right? To somebody who you don't know. Mm-hmm. So rather than, rather than me, if I was reaching out to you the first time, rather than me go like, hey, Sharon, and be all buddy-buddy and smiley faces. And these are the kind of emails I get from people. And I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> and I don't feel this is particularly respectful. Yeah, I get it that the culture says, oh, we're all cool and we're all mm-hmm. casual and everything. But... There, there's your opportunity. If you want to stand out and make an impression, be mm-hmm. polite and be polite and formal because people aren't uh, aren't expecting that, right? And as my mother, as right. my mother used to say, "Hay is for horses," anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love what you just laid out, and I, I really believe that building your brand is not just the online experience that somebody would have with you. It, it is who you are when you're in the boardroom, who you are yeah. when you're leading your team. Um, my 17-year-old son was telling me about people he knows that, that lies, that they just pretend like there's something that they're not. And I looked at him and I go, it's no different when you're in, in the corporate yeah. world, in the exactly. boardroom. It's, people are still trying so hard to be something that they're not so that they can fit in. Yes, exactly. And at the end of the day, we all crave authentic people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we all admire authentic people and we admire people who, who are real. Uh, and I think that's what we need to strive for is have the confidence to be real. And sometimes here's the thing is, uh, I'll be honest, Sharon, like sometimes it's hard to be honest, do the right thing, to be who you really are. Sometimes it's, it's a lonely place. But ultimately, it's the right place to be. And ultimately, mm-hmm. it'll pay off for you. So I think that's a great point that you raised is I think you should avoid trying to pretend to be what you're not, uh, even if that's going to maybe you may think that's going to cost me in the short term. And you may see it work for other people in the short term. You may say, well, they they, uh, they completely lie and everything and they they it works for them. Well, yeah, it maybe it does. Maybe it does. But it's always a short term thing. And I think in the long run, it'll stand to you if you're if you're honest. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing is, is that we don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. Sometimes exactly. we can be standing out there looking at it and going, oh, like, like, it looks like they have their cake and they're eating it too. But behind the scenes. Yes. It's yeah, we, probably we have, not that. 
Yeah, we have no idea what's going on. And we're fantastic at uh, at assume, assuming things. And as I said mm-hmm. earlier, it's like with an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see Sharon standing in front of a Lamborghini and I go, oh, look at Sharon. She's got all that money. Her life is fantastic. Now, the fact is that you may have just wandered past one that's parked and thought I'll take a selfie beside it. But in the meantime, I have I have completely discombobulated myself because mm-hmm. I have I have assumed all these things around it as opposed to actually figuring out what the truth is. So you're correct. We don't know what's going on. And I think the, I think the other thing is that what, what will really make you stand out from a brand perspective is if you have real empathy. Mm-hmm. If you really have real empathy. And that doesn't, and I think people often misunderstand empathy. Uh, empathy is, is obviously, it's different from sympathy, right? So it doesn't mean that, uh, is that by, I can empathize with you, but I can still deliver hard messages to you. Right. If I'm empathetic, I, it doesn't mean that I have to say agree with everything and mm-hmm. just sympathize with your situation. You know, in a business in a business context, I I can empathize with the business issue and the situation. I, I can understand the situation you're in, and maybe I can empathize why you're reluctant to to take action. But I can also say, but. You do need to take action because if you don't, here's, uh, here's what's going to happen to you. So I think empathy is, is a really, really important um, uh, characteristic to have. But know that it, it's, it still allows you to deliver hard messages. It still allows you to get people to take action. And mm-hmm. to be honest, they're more likely to take action if they really think that you understand the situation they're in and they understand the obstacles they're facing, then they're much more likely to take action. Oh, I so agree with that point. I know when I look back, the leaders that stood out to me were the ones that did have empathy. They they made me they made me feel like I, I heard you, even though they didn't necessarily have to agree if it was it was like a project we were working on. Mm-hmm. I hear you, I see your point of view but we, we're not going to go in that direction. And mm-hmm. it's so much easier because you don't feel like you're being completely shot down. Yes. yes and, exactly. and then it builds that trust and, and the respect, the respect. In mm-hmm. fact, you, you wrote, let me see, where did I see that? Build trust in the relationship by being consistent, being honest and following up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is, yeah. So here's, this is a, this is a, a bit of a soapbox of mine. Yeah. Uh, the consistency part because uh, chameleons chameleons are wonderful pets right i don't know if you've ever seen a chameleon in a yeah movie, but i mean they're fantastic yeah you put them against colors and they change and it's like whoa this is fantastic so chameleons are wonderful pets they're horrible salespeople mm, right yeah and i think uh, and i think that goes for a lot of different roles as well but let's just talk about sales for a moment when you have a when you engage with the salesperson i always bring it back to i i so the first time I bought what I consider a decent car, right? You know, way back when I was up in Silicon Valley and uh, I bought my first really nice car and I went to the dealership and the salesperson was fantastic. He was, he made me feel wonderful and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I got the car and then there was a problem with it. There was a rattle in it and it was one of those ones that it was intermittent. So it was really hard to diagnose, but you know, I mm-hmm. called up the salesperson. What does he do? He just forwards me to service, right? Mm-hmm. Never wanted to talk to me, avoid me when I came into the dealership because I was in a, I was in a problem customer because and eventually they did figure out that there was actually a problem and they realized why it was intermittent and it wasn't in my head 
Um, mm-hmm. But that really, that experience really stuck with me because mm-hmm. I thought he did, I didn't expect him to solve the problem, right? I sure, and I knew that service would have to fix it, right. but I expected him to be the same person he was when I when he sold to me, and mm-hmm. be consistent and be and care a little, even if he had to, uh, even if he had to um, hand it off to someone else. And that's why I think it's consistency is so critical because there's nothing more disappointing to somebody than than if you say, "Wow, I really thought that person was different." Mm. And and so consistency is is critical, and being honest is critical, and just following through. And sometimes it's a, it's a, it's as simple as saying, I mean, in business and follow through. Sometimes it's as simple as saying, I'm sorry, I, we don't have a solution right now, but we're working on it. Ooh, all I like that because that's all you want to know, right? You just want to know that they're that they're engaged, that they're doing something, even if it's mm-hmm. even if you're not getting the result right now, as opposed to just avoiding you. Mm. And that's, I think, all of these things. I think communication is critical. And I think you have to be careful. And, it, and this is a good thing for the listeners to think about. Ask, ask yourself, are you a chameleon or are you pretty consistent how you show up and, uh, to mm-hmm. people in different circumstances at different times? Mm-hmm. Well, you said two things just now that really, like, I'm, I'm writing notes to myself, but these two things, like, be the same person. Like, you could drop the mic right there. Be the same person. So that's just such a beautiful picture of consistency. But then the other thing that you said was, I'm sorry, we don't have a solution right now, but we're working on it. Yeah. That's gold. That is gold to a customer. Mm -hmm. Instead of being transferred around and being avoided and all that, all they want to know is, is like, hey, we got you. We're we're trying to figure this out. Gold. Exactly. Because there's nothing worse than so, you know, there's nothing worse than, oh, Sharon, yeah, great. I'll, uh, I'll call you back this afternoon and update you, and I never bother. Right. Because if I call you back in the afternoon and say, Sharon, so I don't have any good news for you, but they're still working on it, I'll, I'll call you back mm-hmm. again tomorrow morning, then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may, be, you may be a little inconvenienced, but you're not like, oh, great. Uh, here I've been left again. Um, so I think those, those, are, those are critically important things. And, uh, and the last thing I would say is... Uh, People often say, you know, just be yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you have to be careful sometimes. You have to look at who is yourself today, right? Mm-hmm. And if yourself today is not really the greatest person or not the person that you really aspire to be, then don't be yourself. Be a better person. <laughs> and change, change yourself. No, because I, I came to that quite recently, I think, in a discussion with someone else, and I was thinking a lot about it. And we always say to people, "Is you know, just be yourself. But sometimes there are points in our lives when our, when our self is not the greatest person so being ourselves is not the greatest uh, is not the greatest advice that sometimes you actually need to decide to be somebody else and I know that sounds counterintuitive to what I've said about being consistent but what I mean is being a better version right improving getting rid of the things that are dragging you down and being being the person a better person the person who really makes a contribution and then be that then be consistently that person I love it but uh, but there's nothing there's nothing more frustrating as you know when you know, it's like somebody who's always late, okay? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they kind of go, oh, well, you know, that's just me. You know, I'm always late. And oh, I, I hate that. that. <laughs> I know. And I'm always like, why? Well, you know, I'm, it's just me. You go, well, there's no reason for you to be late. You can change, you can change that. So mm-hmm. don't, put it on, don't put it on me that I have, that I'm being unreasonable because I should be accepting of the fact that you have zero respect 
for my time and that you can't be bothered preparing yourself 10 minutes earlier to be on time, right? So right. go change yourself. Don't tell me, don't, don't come to me and say, well, that's just me. I'll tell you what, maybe you need to change you. Yeah. And don't you think that that's just a mindset issue? That it's uh-huh. just me. That's just how I roll. Yeah. That's, that's their mindset. It, it's a mindset, but also it's a, it, it's, I think, I don't think people get called out enough on it because it's highly disrespectful. It's like, you know, who died and made you God, right? I mean, the fact that the rest <laughs> of the world, the rest of the world should adapt to how you want to operate mm-hmm. because that me that means your whole worldview is, mm-hmm. is, completely egocentric right mm-hmm. and that you don't see the rest of the, the rest of us as important enough for you to make adjustments and and the other part is maybe sometimes we're too tolerant of that yeah well you know what that's such a good point is sometimes i think that we can be tolerant of it because it's so hard to confront Mm-hmm. Typically, most people, especially especially in the corporate environment, they don't like confrontation yeah. with people that come late to meetings or, um, or, or just late to showing up to the office, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I cured that at one place I was at where, because um, I, I just think being late for stuff is, I can't stand, right? I just think it's disrespectful. And, I, I, and I'm actually, to be honest, as an Irish person, this is a bit of a rarity. <laughs> I come from a nation of people who think it's all right to be late for everything. <laughs> so there's his uh, disclaimer right there. Yeah, yeah. However, no, that's what I'm saying. I said I'm a cultural anomaly because <laughs> I never liked I never liked people being late. But I did uh, one one company I was with. I was a VP, and uh, and a couple of times over a period of time, people started showing up late to meetings. And so uh, eventually I would just, when it hit like 10 o'clock at the meeting, it was at 10 o'clock and everybody wasn't there. I just got up and walked out and said, that's it, not having the meeting. Uh, if you guys can't bother being on time for it, then I can't be bothered sitting here doing the meeting. And after a couple of times, everybody started showing up at five before the hour. Ooh, <laughs> good, good way to teach a lesson. Yeah. Because wow. sometimes, yeah, because sometimes, as I said, sometimes you have to help people help themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it just boils down to, and that's why I'm saying, whatever, think about the brand, think about what you want to project to the world. Mm, and some of these right. things are really easy, like just, you know, being on time, being, being polite, being, don't, don't be, don't be informal before you've earned the right to be informal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just treat treat people with uh, treat people with respect uh, mm-hmm. and, and empathy, and it'll go a huge long way. You'll see that your life because if you get into that habit, uh, mm-hmm. you'll see that more and more success will come to you, and uh, whether in business or in personal life. Yeah, I love that. Well, you just, you made, you've been saying so many great things today, John. Thank you. And I know that there's a ton of takeaways for the audience. But I loved when you said, who is yourself today? You know, like if you roll out of bed and I don't know, it just everything goes wrong between that moment when you get out of bed to when you're either in a meeting with your colleagues or you're making a sales mm-hmm. pitch you really do have to stop before you open the door and go, who am I going to be? Who am I going to show up as? Exactly. And that's quite a discipline. It's an, it's a, it's quite the discipline because think about it and just think about it on practical terms. Say you're going on a sales call today and maybe it could be your biggest deal of the year or whatever. And 
wouldn't you want to do everything? You were, you've, you, you've probably done your call planning and all of that, but wouldn't you want to prepare yourself mentally the best you mm. could be? So can you imagine when you're driving, maybe you're driving to that appointment, if you turn on the radio and start listening to somebody ranting and raving about something that winds you up, is that a clever thing to do? Because let's face it, the person ranting and raving on the radio, their year doesn't depend on your meeting today. Yours does. So right. I think sometimes you got to think about, here's the thing that puts bread on my table. Maybe I should focus really on being the best prepared I can be for it. Yeah. So maybe even the night before, you would want to take yeah. steps to make sure that you're completely prepared so you wake up the next morning and everything is just smooth sailing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, uh, sometimes all you have is belief, right? Mm. Sometimes you don't, sometimes, it, and then this like in work, sometimes you don't know how you're going to get to the next milestone. Right. Sometimes you just have to believe and be positive and believe we will find a way to get there. And if you go in that mindset uh, and you do and you, and you look and you research and you keep working and you find ways, I always believe things will eventually fall into place I as opposed that. to if you just, if you just give up, because let's face it, um, somebody very wise once told me that, if you have, if something is happening next Tuesday and between now and next Tuesday, you just think of all the negative outcomes of it, right? You're going to be pretty miserable between now and next Tuesday. But if you focus on it and convince yourself that everything is going to go well and you prepare and you're positive, well, even if it does turn out to be bad, at least you've had a great week. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You don't know this about me, but believe is my favorite word. It's been my yeah. favorite word for like 10 years, probably. Mm -hmm. I have mugs that say believe and yeah, I'm, a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge believer in the power of belief. Um, but I do because sometimes that's all you have. But I think the key thing is for people to take away. It's not that you sit on your couch and just believe and I believe everything's going to work out. No, you have to be active and you have to be engaged with the world and doing your best to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you don't, when you don't see it all coming together, then belief is just just keep believing, keep mm -hmm. doing all the right things, and eventually it will happen. I love that. So believing and taking action, mm -hmm. nothing's happening on the couch. No, no exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what yeah. are you working on now, John? I know you're a busy guy, and um, you, you have your, your show. Yeah, so salespop, uh, that's salespop.net, uh, our, our online sales uh, sales and leadership motivation uh, magazine with where we have lots of uh, interviews. Indeed, Sharon was featured recently on it as well. So you can see my interview with the, when the tables were turned. Sharon was doing all the talking. <laughs> he put me uh, in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then on the Pipeliner CRM side, we have just done a new release of our product. So... Uh, if you if a, if your viewers or your your listeners are are considering a, a new CRM or a CRM for the first time or switching a CRM, then pipelinersales.com. You can take a free 14-day trial. And now could the CRM be used by the individual entrepreneur or is it more sure. driven to the okay, it's not just driven to the yeah, corporate Yeah, role. I mean it's more driven to the corporate role, but you can use it. I mean, I have used CRM myself uh, in occasion personally as well. And yeah, you the entrepreneurs could use it for themselves, absolutely. I love that. The more the more process, I mean the the thing is the world and business has gotten so complicated because of all the technology and digital that you need you need to be able to uh control processes and even if it's just for yourself yeah yeah it just makes life so much easier yeah. when you've got that 
So you have published a couple of, of books. Are you working on anything new? Um, not at the moment. Uh, I, I have an idea for uh, another kind of proper big book. Uh, a proper big what, book. What's a, a proper, proper big book? Well, as opposed to the, uh, as to like the ones that I did before, like I yeah. published a couple of books a few years ago and I've done a lot of eBooks, but another full book. Uh, I have a few, I have the genesis of some ideas, but I got to sit down and put them on paper. So that's probably a year or two away, but I do consistently bring out uh, eBooks and uh, I'll be bringing out a companion piece to the brand of goals soon, which is talking more about what we just said is uh, uh, choosing how you show up. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have that linked below in the show notes and all of your contact information. So if somebody wants to reach out to you to either talk about the CRM that you have available, but you also come out and you are a speaker. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do speak. Uh, I do host as well. Uh, if if people are looking for a speaker for their event or they're looking for somebody to host host your event or as an MC or panel discussions or whatever, I, I do all that too. Nice. And what's the best way for them to reach you? Is it through LinkedIn? Um, yeah, LinkedIn. Just find me on LinkedIn, John Golden on LinkedIn. Uh, and uh, yeah, just reach out to me through LinkedIn. Perfect. So I'm going to have that linked in the show notes as well with the link to download the ebook building yeah. your brand of gold. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much John, and you have to come back the next time that you have a book out, you've got to yep. come back on and talk about it. And I the proper book as well. And the proper book as well. Yeah, exactly. We'll <laughs> Listen, see. thanks very much Shannon. I really appreciate the opportunity to come talk to you. Oh, you're a pleasure. Thank you and anytime. You're always welcome here. All right, thank you. Hey friends, what was your favorite takeaway? I really loved what John had to say about choosing your inputs and having a mental breakfast so you're prepared for your day. I'd love to hear from you. Please drop me a comment or consider leaving a review for the show and please share the show out so your friends can learn along with us. Thank you so much for being here. I have everything linked for you below in the show notes. Make sure you grab a copy of Building Your Brand of Gold. That's John's free ebook. And until next time, I wish you every good thing.